the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we're going to start off another great discussion about healthcare. Good and evening, specific- Dr. Mark. Hey, how are you? Good. We're we're going to talk about it's it's almost redundant because we talk about this every week. We're talking about the size that these companies are getting. Yes. So the uh, the term in, in the in the business is big healthcare. That's right. And the question that we say week after week is is it just getting too big? Right. And so I think that's going to be our focus. Maybe our focus for the entire show. Probably for the most got a lot of, the of information, show, to Dr. Go Mark. Over. Let me tell you the uh, you know the thing about big healthcare is big is it's already big, but some of these companies are getting massive. Yep. And mergers and acquisitions, as you know, over the last five years, has been pretty predominant. And there are a few major players rising to the top. Yep. And and some of them. Kind of doubling down in certain areas. We talked. I think last week we talked about Amazon dropping Amazon Care. Yep. But we'll talk later today about something else that they're developing That's and correct. how much bigger that could likely be. But it, every time we go over these things, there are just a handful. Yep. I mean, not, not a handful. There's three players, yep. four yep. players that dominate. Truly three players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, well, depending on the different areas yep. that we look at, and then there's three that are in every area. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that, but let's talk about is big healthcare already too big? As you know, we've been talking about the United Healthcare merger with Change Healthcare, yes. which is a huge IT uh, PBM across the country. Right. So they're going to they're going to be processing prescriptions. They, pres- they, yes. That's what they do. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as you know, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, has actually pushed back on yep. this merger a couple of times. Right. And one of the reasons is Change RX, meaning Change Healthcare, connects with over 59,000 pharmacies in the United States, Dr. Mark. Yep. And they process over a billion and a half claims every year of the 9 billion pharmacy claims that are processed in America each year. Incredible. And, and that, that yep. will add to what United already has That's in correct. that PBM market. With Optum. Yeah. Yep. yep. So that's going to – so when we push it to monopoly levels, yep. we're looking at like 40% of the market. Right. Well, I don't know. We'd have to do – I don't know how big Optum is, right. but you know, we're looking that, – that's a good 15% of the market right yep. there. Well, uh, let me give you a couple stats, and then we can talk about it. As okay. you know, United Healthcare Optum is the largest healthcare company in America. CVS Health is number two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you've got three players, United Healthcare Optum, CVS, and Walgreens that represent 80% of all prescriptions written in America under their pharmacy benefit manager program. Right. And if I recall, I think United was 50% of that 80%. I believe that's right. right. So yep. so now we, now somebody's got to get a whiteboard out here so we can put some numbers out. <laughs> that's right. So what does that put them? If they're yeah. going to increase what they have almost twofold. Yeah, well, one of the pushbacks that 
I think maybe most of the payers, meaning the insurance companies, have had with the Department of Justice on this United Healthcare merger is that if United merges with Change RX, right, they will have access to the data of Aetna, Cigna, Anthem, Humana, and Blue Cross across the the board. Explain that. That means that all their patients' right information on drug dispensing would be accessible to United, which is a major competitor yep. with these other five players. And just how we see the flow there, yep. does so currently Change Healthcare has access to all the systems. Pretty much. Right? Yep. Just just because of where they are, yep. you know, because they're they're getting input from these other groups. Yep. Well they from, started they're out as an United. IT company uh-huh. and yet it funnels into all these groups that you're talking yep. about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna be able to access sales data they're going to be able to access payment data. So th- essentially, they're going to be able to cherry pick, and potentially cherry pick the areas, the groups yep. that that pay the most, yep. pay the best, you know, you well, know the most In most the DOJ yep. uh, comment, the, the collective collaboration of these payers that are trying to shut this merger down right. made the statement that it will enable Optum to target the patient's who make them the most money while include excluding others. Yep. Exactly yep. what you said, cherry yep. pick. I mean, that, that makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. Because, I mean, that's what the fear of all the data collection that we talk about everywhere, you know, you put your personal yep. data in, is, is at some point there's going to be a disparity of attention paid to one group or yep. another based on that yep. income data or expen- expenditure data. Yep. And this brings it, this is a really tight, tightly wove fabric here because because we're staying all in the same area of of medication sales yep and taking the biggest group and growing it bigger yeah yeah it's well it seems to me there's even a larger issue here dr mark than just the money if optum has access to the members of all these other payers yeah isn't that a hipaa violation well demographic information is not Medical information well, we're is. We're talking claims data. Well, that all, all they're going to see are numbers, right? So they're not going to see medical diagnoses. So so it should not be. But they're going to see the drugs that are being dispensed to these patients. Yeah. That's medical data. No, it's it's still it still doesn't fall under the HIPAA the HIPAA side. Okay, all um, right. I mean, if it, if it's if I were a payer, if I were Humana and, and United right. was going to get access, I'd claim HIPAA violation. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that my my suspicion is is that the demographics don't link directly to the drugs. They can see what drugs are purchased on the one side, not necessarily exactly who and that's is how they purchasing cherry pick them. them. And then they cherry pick them by regions it. and areas. That could and that, be. again, I'm just, yep, you know, because be. because they say they can't tie a diagnosis to an individual and share that information. Right. Unless right. there's one there's one big caveat here. With a simple signature from a patient, they can make that happen. Yep. So if a patient says, "Well, if you want to buy your medications from us, uh, oh, here's our disclosures. Uh, right. We don't we don't right. share this information with anybody outside of our network. Well, your network is now the largest network yep. in the world, right? And so, so there'd be ways around it if anybody brought case against it. And right. I suspect that you know every every time your credit card sends you a new personal st- personal uh, security statement, right? And you just kind of flip and through you get them all because the it's ninety pages. It just is like you know your Apple download. <laughs> like who's going to read? Who's going to read it? But you're, I, and we all sit here and think, "Gosh, I hope somebody reads that." Exactly. But uh, but yeah, that, I think it's going to be the same kind of situation. Yeah. So not not a, not yeah. a good deal. Yeah. Well, I think to even 
convolute this thing even further, Dr. Mark. We know that drugs continue to get more expensive. The top 250 drugs yep. in the last five years have between a 5 and 7% increase in the first quarter of every year. Right, and the Yet, complaint uh-huh, about all these PBMs is the, the DOJ also is concerned that they're colluding, that they're saying, yes. hey, we're going to yep. bump this up this much, yep. and, and you, know, you can't get it any cheaper yep. down the street anymore. Right. And thousands and thousands of branded patents are expiring. Yep, so the generics the jump out. Generics are gone crazy, yep. which is a good thing for Americans. It is if we, if yep. we can keep the quality up, and exactly. and the problem yep. becomes the the companies spoken by a true doctor. You're right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but the the problem becomes that if these drugs are made in China and mass produced, yep. nobody else that we really trust to work on the quality side right. is going to try to get into that market because yep. now it's gone from a hugely profitable market to you know maybe a wash. Yeah, and you know that was a big debate when. Uh, Governor DeSantis here in Florida said, let's start purchasing drugs from Canada. Yep. The, the feds then came back and said, well, how are we going to control the quality? Right, right. And that is a big issue across it the is, board. It is, but you can do that there. So yep. you have some you have some yep. access and you have some diplomatic understandings that, that you know, yep. there's something to lose there where you can't do it. You know, when we, when we buy these products in other parts of the world – we don't have any political strategy right. to make sure that we're getting real information. And many times the government that we're concerned about doesn't have control over yep. the company we're dealing with. Sure. So, you know, it's not just not going to play out fair. Well, let me throw this wrinkle in there. Is it possible that the requirements that the FDA here in the U S are too stringent because of the lobby of the U S pharmaceutical association? Well, I mean, we could we could do you know where yeah, I'm going. We could with do this. several shows yeah, yeah. on on the FDA and you know the big the big complaint comes about when we look at the European market and we see medications that have been used there for, for decades. Years. Yeah, and, and that, we still don't have access to in America. Right, and so that's just an argument that that you you have to make, and the the issue becomes the majority of the population relies on somebody somehow to make sure that, you That's know right. what, I'm not going to read that that darn label. I'm not going to read that that release. I'm just going to say, I'm going to this trust the FDA. Out. Right. Yeah. So now I will tell you that some of my best friends, the word trust and FDA can't be in the same sentence. Right. But on the other hand, you see that the the way it has been set up over the decades, it's, it's a very easy, oh, yeah, it'll be cool. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just like if you go over to grandma's house, and she puts something on your plate. You're gonna eat it. That's there's right. a, there's a level of trust, you trust there. Grandma. Right. That's right. right. You know. You don't. You don't know. Maybe maybe Good somebody point. stuck into grandma's house and contaminated the chicken. You yeah. don't know. <laughs> That's right. But you have to to go day to day. Most of us can't worry about every single yeah. thing. Yeah. And this is something we wipe off the table to our detriment yeah. because now we we have issues where. It comes back and, you know, maybe there are things that are too strict well, or maybe, remember, maybe things move too slowly. But a good example of what you're talking about is the Adahelm debacle. Right, right. When the FDA approved that drug, yet there were some pretty significant side effects like brain bleed right. for, for Alzheimer's patients and of, of obviously the cost. Yeah, but that actually hurts our argument. Because that isn't something that's been yeah. accepted somewhere. We were first to market here. True. And and what Good was the point. FDA doing? I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. know. So so I don't have a blanket trust. Yeah. I like to read about the, the information. But right. who's got time for that? You know? Exactly. You know, if I do, at least I'm, I, I might be able to find something that we can talk about here and, and spread the news. Whereas 
the everyday person isn't going to be able to do it. So it is, it is very frustrating. I feel most for the individuals that really benefit for a particular drug. And there was a drug in the pediatric market when I started practice Uh that was just amazing. It was a drug for reflux. Okay. Okay. And it was, um, it it dropped the number of times I needed to operate on these kids. It it fixed them. I mean, literally avoiding surgery. It was, it was phenomenal. That's amazing. And it, it came off the market because there were some, there was some cross-reactivity for patients that had were also taking drugs for heart arrhythmias. Okay. So this was for the, a pediatric group, so somebody on multiple medications. Mm-hmm. So when, when they reported that there were some deaths off the market. Right. Now, the reality is it's horrible that, that were de- there were deaths. Of course. But now they've taken a drug that was helping a large population and was harming a very specific identifiable population. Right. So right. people that we had on that medication had to stop having and they, they started ordering it from India and for yeah. for years. It's still yeah. still still been going on. Sure. And, and, you know, you could wait. You could look at that knee jerk and say, well, maybe that's not how the FDA should have handled it. Right? Right. right. And so it does seem like no one can really predict what they're going to do if they're going to be yeah. too conservative or too haphazard, which is, yeah. quite frankly, before we go to close, quite frankly, why everybody was so concerned about this vaccine that came out so exactly. quickly. Exactly. And and there, I've got to tell you, that did that had nothing to do with the FDA except for big government saying, right. you need to get this through and, and not get it tied up in red tape. Yeah. We're, gonna talk we're about. talking about big health care. Is it too big? We're going to talk about some acquisitions and mergers when we come back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. health care. Our website is BehindHealthCareNow.com. That's BehindHealthCareNow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we're here to continue our discussion on big health care. Is it too big? I just want to say, of course it is, but I mean, it's a pretty good lead in. I mean, I don't think it is. I don't think anybody sits down and says it's not too big. Well, we're pushing five trillion dollars. I'd say that's pretty large. That's big business. And and, that wouldn't that wouldn't be as bad. I guess the the, the dollar amount's terrible. I I can't argue that. I can't argue that. (laughs) But but this our concern wouldn't be as much if it was spread out and we weren't so dependent on a few companies. Exactly. And, you know, all we need is yep. the Enron of healthcare yep. and the whole thing turns upside down. Yep. And, yep. We're, and we're at that point where we argue, you know, we do not want socialization. 
Right. Okay. We're not looking for a socialized government. We're not looking for, I used that term wrong, but um, we're not looking for healthcare to be a single payer by the government. We're not looking for that, Or Larry. a single provider either. Right, right. And we're getting there. Right. So so what we're getting is yeah. Yeah. probably the worst of all worlds, yeah. a, a single-ish payer yeah. that is in yeah. private and they're, they're, they're just building cash. Well, there's three or four big players that we're going to talk about for the next probably 40 minutes, Dr. Mark. And, you know, we, we have mentioned Optum and mm-hmm. we've mentioned CVS Health. Well, there was an article recently about CVS Health buying a company called Signify, which is a home care company right. for $8 billion. Yep. These numbers are staggering they are. when you talk about these I mean, mergers. Because you know, <laughs> you know, if CVS says, yeah, we'll pay $8 billion for that, yeah. Their intent is to recoup that money so quickly exactly. our heads are going to spin. And then Signify's intent is that, oh, well, this is going to increase our market yep. share yep. so dramatically that, yeah, right. this is a great deal. And there we go. Why didn't we know about Signify's stock about nine months ago before this is announced? Yeah, right. I don't know. Was right. it, I don't know if it's publicly traded. I don't know. How, I don't how know if it, it is yeah. either. Right. But anyway, Sig- CVS's health deal for Signify this actually what this means, Doctor Mark, is that three the three largest Medicare Advantage plans now will control the three largest home care providers. Yeah, in list the those States. out just for our listeners. We've talked about it before, yeah, but go yeah, and list those yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's uh, uh, well, CVS, United. Yeah. Un- Optum. Optum with United. CVS and Walmart. Yep. 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 And they cover. Eight, they're another one that covers out, out of that market. They're the top three. Well, you got Walgreens in there, yep, too. Yep. Those are really the big four players that are into just about everything in healthcare today. Right. And we're going to we're going to kind of profile a little bit about CVS Health and all the things that they've done mm-hmm. in a few minutes. But let's talk about the Walmart United. Uh, we've talked about CVS and Signify. Let's talk about Walmart United. Walmart actually announced this week that. Um, they plan. They're, yeah, they're hooking up with United. They're hooking up with United Healthcare to offer both telehealth and primary care yep. across the country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you recall, originally Walmart was going to build these clinics within Walmart, and yep. and they were going to do about a hundred across the country. Right. Well, throw that plan out the window because now they're teaming up and they're going to do it across the country. Yep. Yep, they're going to yep. open up another hundred in in uh, the Northeast, right? Yep, and yep. kind of kind of started from there. Yep, yep. So we're we're looking at how big is healthcare, and so the Reuters and some of the big players that are looking at healthcare to say, don't blink, because these three deals just in the past three days or two deals in the past three days are only the beginning of what we're going to look at acquisitions and mergers across the country, Doctor Mark. Well, that's all these companies are doing right now, right? They're they're they are looking over their shoulder because do you not think that that CVS was looking at Signify too? Exactly. I mean, you know, they're they're oh, all looking at the everybody was trying yeah. to buy Signify. In fact, I think Walgreens thought they had Signify, and and so did Optum mm-hmm. until CVS bought it out from under them. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. But the other thing is in this announcement with United and Walmart. They have signed a 10-year collaboration agreement to bring affordable health care to mainstream America, which in reality goes right back to that conversation that we talk about who's going to control and who's going to garner right. all the primary care in America. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's, yeah. 
And that's the goal, right? That is the goal is yep. to become the gatekeeper, yep. and everybody goes through you, and that and that that's right. that happens in all of these groups. That's what yep. they're looking for. And the gatekeeper is about assigned lives and attributed lives through primary care providers to sign these big value based healthcare deals, right. similar to what we've done in our own organization. Right, right. No, to yeah. make sure you're getting yeah. that that group power, right? right. Because right. with the group. You know, you spread out your risk, right? So that's the right. whole idea. There is is if you've got an organization that knows what they're doing, yep. and then their their population that they're covering yep. is very diverse and very yep. large, then you can mitigate that risk, yep. and and that's that's really yep. where the money in healthcare is. Well, let me let me talk about what the concepts are and the justification for these kind of things, like United and Walmart. They talk about it's about overcoming barriers in health equity in these rural communities, Doctor uh-huh. Mark. Right? Do you buy that? No, I didn't no. think you did. No, it's it's a it's about market share. It's about money. It's always, always, always about market about share. About the money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if they can spin it to make it sound like it's for the greater good of the community, sure. You know, I mean, yeah. e- even if it's a real spinoff, but I don't yep. think that that's how this rolls. Here's what they claim: that it's all about health equity, health disparity, and delivering outcomes to people who currently don't have access at a lower cost of care. I mean that we can That's only their statement. we can only blame ourselves for that statement because that is what we need that is what we tout and if the group yep. that we're targeting and saying you know this is how we fix healthcare mm-hmm. wants to wants to get bigger yep. and hungrier right. they're going to use our own words against us they are right now yep. at the end do you honestly believe because if you follow that logic then we should have one payer Right. And we none of us agree with yep. that. Yep. So the idea here is that they don't have to be the biggest to do those things. Right there, there is a there's an environment that it'll work in, and a number of players in the game that you can have. Yep. But having too few players in the game puts us all at great risk. And not only that, these four large players that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Why would they need to negotiate lower prices with insurance companies? If they own the market, they own both sides. That's they, right. you, know, you know what's right. next is when they start getting into the business of manufacturing the drugs. That's the next pace, right? Yeah. Now it's unlikely to happen. I don't because, think the farm industry right. is going to let that happen well, anytime because, soon. Because we can do the same yeah. show on the farm farm industry, and we have and, and, right. So yeah. we talk yeah. about the groups, yeah. but but this is how it happens yeah. that there are smaller pharmaceutical companies that that are right for this. For instance, let's go, let's go backwards. Okay. We talked okay. about, we talked about signify, right? Right, right? And so I did, I did a little uh, cross-referencing data okay. and it looks like it went through an IPO in 2021 Okay, and lost value. And now with this announcement, it's still yeah. not up to the 40 plus dollars a share it sold at it. It's about 29. Okay. okay? okay. So, so here's a company that came onto the scene, seemed like a great idea, like most IPOs. Yep. Drop down had a had a big fairly significant drop uh, in in 2022 early 2022 and really hasn't done anything until the interest it saw with with United mm-hmm. and it started started to pick back up. I'm sorry with uh, not United with with CVS. Yeah, CVS Health. So yeah. Yeah. so that concerns me that they're willing to pay that amount of money for a company that yeah. couldn't do it on its own. Now I get yeah. it when you open it up to CVS. Then that's a whole other group yeah. of individuals they're going to be reach out. And don't forget, this funnels down to Aetna. Yeah, 
who CVS owns. And basically, CVS, because of Aetna, they want to take over the home care space. Yes. And in reality, that's going to save millions of dollars in claims expenditures for Aetna. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah. and and the reality is is that Signify isn't going to profit. doesn't really matter because it's going to feed – the groups that it works with and the that bigger it owns, players, which is all right. CVS, all CVS health overall. So, so, I mean, you know, I can, I can imagine a room full of business people and accountants and you know economists just going, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, this is great, but it's not great because what it's not going to do is lower that overall cost of health care. Yeah. It's not going to do it. Why, why would they start giving back yeah. Larry? They could give back now. Exactly. You can't tell me that they can't, Make sure that they're getting to the right groups. Right. You can't tell me that right. they can't right. lower costs. They because they're so profitable. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, think about it. CVS allocating eight billion dollars to the sale of Signify. Uh, that's a big vision right. in a company. I don't care how big you are. Eight billion dollars is a lot of money. Right. Right. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Yep. No. That they're def- yeah. definitely definitely looking at it. For exactly the yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty transparent. I mean, well, if, if you just follow the dollars, it's pretty yeah. transparent. Let's throw one more thing in here. I mean, we've we've had a great discussion on how this whole big pharma thing is coming. What about artificial intelligence throwing that in and IT throwing that into the mix? You know, we've got Epic, who represents two hundred and fifty million patient lives. charts. Uh, patient charts, yeah, visits, or, or not lives, some but some type kind of, of patient visit. chart data on two hundred and fifty million Americans, right? They're also part of this whole program. And then you throw in artificial intelligence, which is the opportunity for technology advancement in diagnosis. Right, Dr. Mark? Uh-huh. Yep. How does all that play in? Well, it, it remains to be seen because the data is useful, right? Without but, a doubt. But it's going to end up being people who make decisions based on the information they get. That's right. right? That's so I don't see... The, there some groups I don't see the harm, and others mm-hmm. I certainly do. And well, did you see AI playing much of a role in your practice when you were a surgeon? No, no, but we did. We did see where it's going to come in handy. Where it was coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that there are certain areas that it's already uh, working out, and because what, mm-hmm. what we look for AI to do is to decrease medical error. Okay, we're not looking for so AI. So it takes in all the balls. Of a patient, the issues of a patient, and makes a, a no, 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 not at all, not at all, not at all. Collaborative, no, no diagnosis, no, 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 no. Okay, no, talk no. about it. That. Doesn't no that it can't it can't do that at this point. Certainly, that's because that's, that's that's what not, they're working on. That's well, I mean, that's yeah. what Star Trek is working on. But exactly. But uh, <laughs> but what we're talking about is taking that. Let's say uh, let's talk about uh, breast cancer. Okay. Okay. Right. So what we can do is we can feed the computer millions of x-rays okay and then we can teach it which one of those x-rays were a bad thing okay and the ai can correlate findings on the x-ray and the bad outcome and make recommendations well no 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 no, don't 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 keep pushing this it's just a computer okay Okay. people still got to jump in so no what it can do is it can say it can then be fed a brand new x-ray that no one has read and immediately give it a risk value Okay. And say, yeah, this is going to be fine, or this is of concern. Or what they'll do first is they'll have a radiologist read it, put out the finding, and then the AI process will agree or disagree, right? So that's where we see AI coming into play. Or if we see, if we see dosing data, which is another big medical error spot, if we know 
the dosing data if one of the areas is in the ordering of the data. So AI, if you will, and that's a pretty it's a pretty dumb AI, can figure out that no, based on this this patient's input of data, that's not going to be a good thing. So that's where we see it going right now. We don't okay. see it making diagnosis it. yet. That makes sense. Yep. Dr. Mark, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about three companies dominating over 30% of the entire primary care market in America. Can't wait to hear it. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we're on our third segment talking about big healthcare being too big. Right. This has been an easy one, Larry. I mean, it has. you know, I like it when I, when we present stuff that, you know, we, we can't agree with anything we read. True. You know? True. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's that's good. That's uh, that's entertainment value for me somehow. Okay, good. Yep. Well, what we got? Well, you know, we're we've talked about is healthcare too big. Well, now we've got three players, Walmart, United Health, which is Optum, and CVS Health. That Bain and Company, a large research organization, a healthcare mm-hmm. research, research company, yeah. you've heard of them, yep. state that by 2025, these three companies will dominate over 30% of the primary care market share in America. Well, I, I would imagine that that's, that's a low estimate. Probably Because is. of the speed of acquisition that yep. we've seen this yep. year. Uh, but yeah, I get it. Uh, yep. the, I mean, that, that, to... To be, they're 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 barking up the right tree for sure. Absolutely. And so the question becomes, I mean, when you look at the air, the other areas of this, because you have to look at the government, you know, product governmental products, right? And so that's going to be a balance that has sort of a fixed amount, and the involvement that these private companies we're looking at commercial insurance, right? right. I mean, they're they're covering a huge number of, of covered lives, and if any one of them has a misstep. That's going to affect a tremendous number of people, you know, and right, I think I right. think that's I think that's one of the two biggest arguments that we have. I think the other big argument is with all the advances in healthcare, why do we see week over week increased costs? And, and right. you know, right. and quarterly reports no of question. every one of these companies yep. showing huge profits. Right. And the ability to spend five, eight, ten billion dollars yeah. to buy another company that is. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna take a company that's not doing all that well, but has the network that can feed yeah. their own network. Right. Well, we that talk about these companies making between a billion and two billion dollars a month. Yep. In net net. Yep. Yep. You know, 
Yep. And, 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 you know, balance that against the fact that everybody's paycheck is being tapped into when, when we're having to pay for these higher healthcare dollars. Right. So it's not paying attention to that, that greater good. It's not paying attention to disparity of care. It's not, it's just not, Yeah. you know, I mean, it's, you, it kind of reminds me of, you know, people that, that are going to take over, uh, and and take over an area and develop it and sell it and mm-hmm. put all these beautiful houses and they're like well I'm oh, you know what we're gonna give two million dollars to charity to help yeah. help these people and those yeah. people and at the end of the day that two million is about what they paid for the shovels to develop the area I mean it's just right. not doesn't it's, it's not an it's not an equal share right. You know, we, we've talked about these big three and all the mergers. This big CVS Signify thing is expected to be closed early 2023, Dr. Mark. That's just a few months away. Yeah, well, I mean, they the stock price is already fixed. Yeah. I mean, their, yeah, their yeah. cap price yeah. is $8.3 billion, yeah. and that's what they're paying. Yeah, right? and, and the problem is the deal heightens competition between the big players we've been talking about. Sure. CVS, which is Aetna, Humana, and United, yep. which are the three largest Medicare providers in the United States. Yep. Medicare HMO providers. HMO providers, yeah. right, yep. right. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's we, – we're seeing and, – and again, we can't use the term monopoly since we're talking about multiple companies. Right. But when you look at the diversity of care needs across our huge country yep. and imagine these three companies yep. are taking care of it, yep. it's, I mean, what was the, what was the movie where Taco Bell was the, the uh, company that had out owned in everything? Um, uh, da, 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 da. Well, uh, so, some, some, some yeah. listeners ready to like, like trying well, to no. find a way oh, to, yeah. dial tell, in. to dial but in, it's, tell it's, you. A, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. I think where, oh, okay. and, and so he gets, you know, he's, it's a futuristic Movie and, um, and so everything like I know, like, I know like the, the fanciest yep. face off is that it no that one no um, so so uh, it wasn't Terminator so I, well, we're, no it was clearly one of those, we're clearly not going to get it I but, know the show right. you're talking so, about so they were talking about going to this super fancy place and dressing yep. up in black yep. tie and it was yep. Taco Bell right okay right. this right. is Taco Bell <laughs> pretty soon you know yep. we're going to wake up one morning and everything's going to be named yep. one of these three companies right well there's a couple things here you know signify. Eighty-four percent of their two hundred and fifty million dollars in revenue came from home care services. Right. So, so they're that's what they're, they're basically. Yeah. But then on the other side, you got United Healthcare in their Optum house calls. They call it right. They conducted two million home care visits already in twenty twenty two. Wow. Yeah. So the issue here is how is this going to play out? Because we know everybody wants a piece of home care because right. that's where the opportunity to divert ER visits, right. to divert unnecessary admissions, and a lot of health care costs. Yeah, and it is. That, yeah. that is the right move. Mm-hmm. If managed correctly from a medical perspective, it is a right move. And right. what you're looking at here is the 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 economics are somewhat brilliant right. because you've got CVS who has Aetna. Right. So everybody on Aetna that needs home yeah. health care right. is going to use Signify. Of course. And you better believe that the need of home health care on, in Aetna product is going to go way up. Yep. Right? right. So we're keeping it all in the family here. So you can't yep. blame them for doing it. It's smart yep. business as opposed to having a separate company. Exactly. But we're getting – there's so much control over it. It's just hard to imagine – that one company can do it all. Yeah, and don't forget, earlier last year, or maybe the year before, Humana bought the remaining shares of Kindred at Home, uh, and purchasing the large, largest home health care provider 
in the country. Yeah, and that really boosted them up. And, and yeah. you know, they they have yeah. a they have a large but not the largest group of right. Medicare right. products. Exactly. And and that's they're you know, they're sort of focused in that area more so than these other companies. Right. So right. I see even though they're not a small player, they're not yeah. in the in the top group, but but it just seems like when we're we're such a regionalized model of medicine in that's this country. True. And true. it would make a lot more sense if the financial part of that was regionalized as well. Yep. yep. You know, and and I don't I don't know I don't know where the the answer is. I mean, I think at some point, I mean, United is very close to coming into that area of a monopoly, but to be in a monopoly in, in, in certain. And I think and, and CVS is getting there, right? And yep. it won't be. It's not going to happen in the United yep. States, like the whole United yep. States. It's going to be in an area. There's going to yep. be an area, a territory, or region that the DOJ is going to say yep. you clear because you can do that, right? And, or you can right. come back and. The states can get involved. The states can right. say, you you know, you've got way too much. I mean, they'll look at Florida to see what the Medicare split up is. Exactly. And at some point, yeah. it's just going to be eaten up. We've got in four one and a half group. million Medicare lives walking around in Florida yeah. over age 65. So what happens when the DJ, DOJ comes in and breaks things up? You think that's going to help yeah. the patient? No. Right. So 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 long as the way this is growing and going out isn't in a trajectory to help the patient. It's we're going to we're all going to lose. Yep. yep. What's going to help the patient is better access to care and providing the right care at the right time at the right place. Yep. For the appropriate amount of money. I mean, if you want to look at a a small example of this, Mm -hmm. right, we can look back. We've talked about Asheville, North Carolina. Yep. And the Mission Hospital Mm -hmm. was a nonprofit hospital that was clearly operating in a monopoly state. Yep. But the state legislature said, you know what, that's okay because, yeah, I mean, you're a monopoly, yep. but you're a nonprofit, and we yep. believe that you're yep. giving back the community, yep. and they're doing a good job doing that until it gets purchased by Hospital Corporations of America, and now HCA is being is, is in trouble for having a monopoly. They, they bought a monopoly. Yep. They bought one, and right. now they're getting called right. out for it. So, right. so that was – I mean, I think that was a very – very questionable move because right. how they thought that the state would be like, oh, it's okay. Because the only reason it was saying it was okay before is because it was it yep. was it was a charity. I get charitable it. And you know when we're we're still talking about cost, mm-hmm. and I think one of the big focuses that you're going to see more and more from the OIG, the Office of Inspector General, yes. not the Department of Justice, is that federal auditors are continuing to investigate all these Medicare Advantage companies for upcoding to to increase their Medicare risk scores so that they get more money from CMS. And right. guess who funds CMS? We do. We do. We do. Tax taxpayers. Yep. yep. Taxpayers. Yep. Which is so OIG, that that's what they need to be doing. Exactly. But how does a company like these three companies we're talking about, mm-hmm. because that that fraud can be in a an area that seems like a you know two percent of their overall yep. business, right? Yep. And they're going to get tagged. Right. Well, but, the whole but they're key, willing to pay a fee. You know, one of the things we do in our own group, Dr. Mm-hmm. Mark, we probably in our Medicare Advantage MSO contracts, and we have five at risk. Right. We probably undercode. And right. that's costing yes. us money as well as the plan money. Right. But but it's saving us the risk of fines without a where doubt. these big yep. dogs yep. are willing yep. to just pay the fines yep. and, and see what yep. they get away with. And yet the payers, the insurance companies like Aetna, like Humana, like Blue Cross, like Cigna, uh, they want you 
to code patients at the highest level of specificity. That's what HCC hierarchical right. condition coding right. is all mm-hmm. about. Yep, the ICD-10. And so they hound these MSOs that take the risk sure. constantly. Yep. About are you coding your patient right. at the highest level of specificity? Right. So just for talk some, about yeah, that for just a for some clarity. So yeah. if you have a patient that has a procedure, okay, if this patient has comorbidities, if they have other issues that would elevate them as being a higher risk or a higher need patient, right. and you don't code for that, yeah. you are going to not be able to it's collect about as much money. Comorbidities being right. documented right. properly. So yeah. and. And if somebody comes in, this is a big one that has happened a lot. So, mm-hmm. so the the, uh, the the government came down and said, okay, all you groups that take government insurance, if somebody comes in the hospital and they don't have a bed sore when they get there, but right. they do when when they leave, yeah, Medicare won't pay for we're that. not going to pay. That's we're right. Gonna, we're not going to pay for anything, That's even right. if they come in. If you for get an sepsis, MI for if you get else, sepsis and it yeah. it prolongs three more days yeah. in the hospital. They we're not going to pay, pay for it, for it. Right, right, right. And the health plans are doing the same thing, right? Yeah, well, they they, they could follow suit. Yep. They just didn't. Yep. They didn't have the the quick bite. Yep. So, if you've got an organization that really pays attention to this, because for even for no other reason than they can't afford to make the mistake, they can't. They need to undercode yep. so they don't get fined because the fines are going to be based on a per case, yep. and there's a maximum. Right. So, if you are Aetna, if you are mm-hmm. United, and you're so big. You can get away yep. with some fines yep. over here in, in yep. southern Georgia yep. because you got so much more coming in the other side. Yep. It's it's the cost of doing business. Exactly. And you can't do that when you're a mom and pop. Well, you're going to be able to relate to this. This story, this just happened this past week. We had a patient call us. In fact, we're going to be kind of short, but let me start it and we'll mm-hmm. give come back to it. We had a Medicare patient in the hospital, was there for three days, and uh, the patient then got the bill and – it was denied. The hospital claim was denied for unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And the way the hospital billed it was inpatient. And so when they rebuild it as ob- ob- observation, observation, the claim was paid. Right. And, and it was a much we'll lower talk number. We'll about that when right? we come back. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it was a much lower number yeah. Yeah. because that, that's – and that's all – that's a huge piece it in is. the hospital side because outpatient and inpatient – or what we call 23-hour OBS, is something that that physicians don't really understand, and and we can have those things miscoded every day. And and I'm not sure if you were to compare the hospital-owned physicians against the independent physicians that are doing this, I think you would see a significant discrepancy, Doctor. I think you would. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is BehindHealthCareNow.com. That's BehindHealthCareNow.com. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us ipnetworkflorida.com Take the answer with you wherever you go. Theanswerorlando.com Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950 FM 94.9 The Answer Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. 
You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we are back in the studio to do the last segment on big health care and being, it being too big. But uh, D- Dave in the booth gave us a good uh, correction and update. So the movie, when I was talking about Taco Bell, it was a 1993 release of Demolition Man. Right. And I know everybody out there has already Googled this. They, they already this knew out. that. Yep. And it wasn't, it wasn't Schwarzenegger that was the star. It was Stallone. That's right. But they... they talked about Schwarzenegger being the president right. in the future that's right. there. So that's, right. so that's where it all was. has nothing yeah. to do with anything except that's we're, good. we're all going to be going to the hospital owned by Taco Bell right. in the future. But we needed to tie that up, Dr. Yeah, Martin. I did. Yeah, <laughs> at least I did. At least I did. Okay. All right, so let's jump back into things. We've been talking about CVS. Yep. You know, we've been talking about United. Right. And, you know, we're, we're talking about the, the biggest players in healthcare. And Walmart. And Walmart. Yep. Yep. So let's jump and talk about another well, company that we, we – yeah. Talk about almost every other week. We did last yeah. week. Amazon. Right. Well, you know, Amazon, uh, these numbers blew my mind the other day when I researched this, Dr. Mark. Amazon has 200 million subscribers in their Amazon Prime network. Yeah, I'm one of them. Me too. Yep, yep. 200 million I got a veteran's discount one year, so that was nice. And so... Now what they're going to do, you know, they they decided they weren't they were going to give up their Amazon Care. Yes. We've talked about yes. that for right. the last right. few weeks. Uh-huh. But now they are going to allow all Amazon Prime subscribers to play into their telehealth and primary care networks. Yep, right, right across right. the country, which they believe will represent seven hundred thousand patients. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. That's easily. crazy, right? Oh no, it's got to be yeah. That yeah. would that would be easy. Now, yeah. now we know the two hundred million. They're not necessarily all U.S. Right, but but right. yeah. I mean, I can yeah. I can only imagine. I think they're underestimating that number because here is yeah. here's a place where easy access is going to pay off, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So people talk about there are so many telehealth platforms out there. Like I've I've got probably three colleagues that have their own telehealth platforms that right. are, that are yeah. they're physicians, right? We've talked about that. And yeah. so, yeah. so I mean, there's so many of them out there, and it, it probably gets a little frustrating if you're like, well, I could do this one for this specialty, but not that specialty. Mm-hmm. Whereas Amazon, it literally, you're going to put it in your cart, yep. you know? And you, and I suspect there'll be, you, you'll have access and the, maybe maybe a lower fee per, per service yeah. or something like that. Right. But, you know... Again, you know, what they're good at, what they're great at is logistics. Yep. Now, this is IT. This is not logistics because it's the IT of delivering the connection between the client and the the, the physician or provider, right? right? So now they have to own the providers. Yep. They've got the technology. And, you know, they bought one medical. Yep, one medical. But, you know, right now, one medical is a loss leader, bleeding about 240 million dollars a year right and amazon says we'll turn that around yeah, immediately right yeah, right and yeah, it's another yeah. period where they can yeah. walk in and throw stupid money at a company exactly. that's losing money yep and Buy it for a song yep and yep. then and then turn yep. turn it around yep. and then every you know air quotes everybody's happy you know but that's yep. that's where we are and i guess everybody's out there trying to create that platform yep. that gets yep. noticed yep. to be just big enough but not too big for these companies to gobble them up Right. And right. every everybody's going to have to do this, Larry. I mean, yeah. all the other groups are still are looking at the United's got their own platform. You know, all these different groups have platforms that they're using themselves, but but this is a way to draw in new business yeah. whereas if you're one of the big players, if you're if you're United mm-hmm. or CVS or yeah. or Walmart, you are Walgreens, if you yeah. are looking at those guys, 
then you know they 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 have to develop new business. Well, in in fact, you hit the nail on the head, Doctor Mark. Amazon, even though they bought one medical, which is primary care, Amazon has the ability to add specialists to that network to even booster that business even further. And they believe that they overall between Amazon and one medical, they can target 50 million members. Right. Right. And that would make them the largest player in the industry. And they're also an international player. Yep. And uh, I've, I've seen a couple of products where you have international consultations for Mm -hmm. specialists. Right. Uh, And, you know, it's sort of, it sort of skids around the liability side mm-hmm. because you're just you're giving an opinion based on information, you know, limited information. So there's a lot of disclosures that you know what I what I say might be right, it might not be right. But Amazon Amazon is actually going to have a, a huge platform just because they have so much travel, right? And all they need to do is advertise. You log in to to buy your dog food on Amazon, and you're going to see an ad. For telehealth, and if you're even thinking about it, you're like, huh, Exactly. let's see what this yeah. is about. No, that definitely makes sense. I had a telehealth visit yesterday. Oh, did you? Did yeah, you? it was just a follow-up over, you know, an annual Yeah, annual uh, visit. x-ray. Yeah, yep, yep. and it was a two-minute call. Yep. Now, I Doctor think- called me. How you doing? Sorry, I miss you. He said, well, why don't you come in one time? Yeah. I said, I'd be, be happy to next year. Yep, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> sign me up. x-ray's perfect. Keep going. Yep, you know? right, right. Yeah. No, it, and it's yeah. good. And those kinds of things... Those are those are important follow ups yeah. that that should be handled that way, yeah. and I mean that's well the beauty of it the physician can still bill for an office visit right yet it was a five minute phone call yep yeah no so yeah. it so it saves yeah. on saves on the other end yeah. everybody yep. yeah yeah nope that's yep. a good play it's a good play yep. so what do we got next Larry okay so let's talk about the the big players I mean we've talked about healthcare is big business yes Doctor Mark. Are we going to be dealing with a handful of healthcare providers in well, ten years or five years? Well, I think we're already dealing with a handful only. Yep. I mean, I really, I think yep. we're already there. My question is, which way is it going? Is it going to break down because you know they're going to end out having more, more issues with monopolies? Is it going to yep. grow because? You know that, or you know, I it it, it can go yep. either way. Yep. It can go either way, yep. and and I think we're getting very close to a breaking point when all these companies are one stop shopping it. Yes, and, and they can't go any further yep. other yep. than competing with each other. Right. I just wonder all this money that these big players are spending on telehealth and home care. Mm-hmm. We know that the telehealth visits fell off pretty dramatically after the world opened yep. back up after yep. COVID. Yeah, everything but mental health visits. Yeah, all but mental health, which now still represents about 80% of the yep. visits yep. that are telehealth. And I think that's just checking in on patients, uh, well, more or I, less. I mean, well, I think people are more inclined to participate in mental health therapy if it's online. If it's online, yep. yeah. And so okay. I, I think okay. that that there was a combination um, with, with, uh, with all the changes in COVID to make that make that yep. work. Yep. And so it's, yep. it's here to stay. And, you know, I, I do believe we're going to see by the end of this year that our healthcare dollars in the total healthcare probably got close to $5 trillion in 2022, Dr. Mark. Yeah. I, I would imagine that's true. Yeah, Cause it was at 4.6 yep. early in the year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, you know, let's throw one more thing in there, you know, CMS and healthcare.gov in the Affordable Care Act, they've now, the Biden administration has added almost $100 million in grants 
for the 2023 open enrollment period, which for ACA is November 1st to January 15th. For Medicare, it's October 15th to December 7th. And they've added almost $100 million to fund the navigators that Trump dumped when he became in office right. back in and 16. So the navigators are the individuals yep. that that are get with you online, on the phone, right. and navigate right. you through the process. That's right. And we're really proven to be quite useless. Yeah, well, there mean, are, the healthcare dove actually oper- healthcare.gov actually operates in 33 states. Yep. So that's where this navigator money would be spent. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I I think I missed that. So 33 states, mm-hmm. only 33 states. Only 33 states. Is yeah. it just based yeah. on population? Well, the other states have their own independent health care program that is not run by the Affordable Care Act. Gotcha. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's, I mean, I guess when we're talking about all these uh, mergers, acquisitions, and all the the big dollars, a hundred million doesn't yep. sound like a lot. Yep. But it, but for the numbers of people that are involved in the ACA, yeah, it, it's. I just don't see it pumping. Well, they're up. playing off the fact that last year during COVID, of course, that there was a record fourteen and a half million people joined the ACA through healthcare.gov. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah. again, COVID. Unemployment, exactly. that's right. and that's and right. then follow that up that's with right. with anybody that could join was getting yep. supplements, right, right, right. And so they were there, you know, because well, I think the first time around, people looked at it and said, "This is just regular insurance. It's, it's I can I can go to, directly to the company and get the same plan." Yep. Well, yep. here, if they go through healthcare.gov, they're they're going to they're going to end out getting yep. getting exactly, exactly what they're looking for. They're going to end out getting a, a much lower monthly right. payment. And again, as as you know, when we talk about we talk about single payer systems, really with the hundred and thirty million three hundred and thirty million people in America, hundred and sixty five million are already on a single payer system. Right, right. And they're all funded by taxpayers' right. dollars. Right. The other hundred and sixty five million are private insurance and employers. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. I it it's hard to imagine. I, that, that's that's what I'm saying. When we talk about the long term, what's what's the final outcome of this? There's a reasonable chance that it will end up being a single commercial payer because the U.S. government is not, not, not going to want to take this on because right. what we've seen over the years is them divest in their responsibility right. Right. by hiring these commercial payers to run right. their Medicare products. Right. And, well, they and, already have. Yeah, and, and, they're, right. and they're growing that. What is it? Almost half of Medicare, I believe we're at 64 million, right. almost 30 million of those are in an HMO Yes. Which is private health care, even mm-hmm. though it's considered yeah. Medicare CMS. Right. And the government's paying yeah. a flat rate. That's right. So these these companies are taking yep. risk, yep. but they're doubling down every year. So obviously it's yep. working for them. Yep. Right. Yep. So it tells you a few things. It tells you when the government was doing it, they're doing an awful job. Right. So yep. so that's the argument for not making the whole world a giant VA system. Exactly. And, and then it, it tells you that. These companies have figured out new ways to make money, which they do. I mean, they have they have uh, you know roundtables where that's all they're going to discuss, and they come up with things like Medicare Advantage. Yeah, yeah they come exactly. up with the, all these different products. Yeah. and then in the states, you've got the Medicaid products also being selected through HMOs. Right, and and that made that made some sense because the states' budgets really didn't allow for them to do a great job that's with true. their Medicaid. Right. And, and and there were right. times when different states ran out of yep. money, so that well, did save that. And and that's a great point when we're talking about the the $100 million that Biden put back into the program. Even though, in, in all fairness, when Trump cut the funding, 
it was for outreach and marketing, and and he actually wanted to shorten the open enrollment period. As right. you remember, yeah. Biden came back, and not only did he increase he the open going. enrollment period, he kept it going. He kept it going and increased the tax subsidies as right. well. Right, right, right. Yeah, so. and and that's that bottom line is an expenditure that just comes out of our tax dollars right. Right. and or printed money. So printed money. Yeah, I yep. don't know. You know, there's no way to get government out of healthcare, yep. and no. there's no way to keep no. big healthcare from being big from getting but, and getting bigger. But yep. but. There's going to be a limit to it, and yep. it's either it's either going to be that sort of implosion and the next AT and T, or or it's going to be one company's going to rise yep. so far above the rest right. that it's it's going to become essentially a single payer system. So sum this up, Doctor Mark, as a practicing physician, how do you see all this? Well, I mean, it's very concerning because we have n- no negotiation power. And what has happened over the last 15 years is even though there were multiple players in the field, they were clearly working together and said, just quit negotiating. Exactly. Because no one could negotiate a reasonable contract, right? Right. Right. So it it kind of doesn't matter. Organizations like ours have popped up to help the physician do just that. Exactly. And and if if the majority are employed... Yep. Uh, so now they're now they're getting paid by the same same groups that are represented by the same lobbies that are keeping the same thing the same way. We we don't have anybody that's out there shouting now. Our independent physicians continue to kind of hold down the fort, and at some point they need to be fairly represented and fairly paid. And so that that's yep. that, that's not the outlook. That's my my hopefulness for healthcare. I hear you, Doctor Mark. It's been a great show today. Great conversation. Absolutely. And look forward to seeing you next week. See you next week, Larry. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.